Hello and welcome to Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley. I was trying to do the fade, uh, but I and I did it okay. But sounded like, good. It sounded good, right? I do the fade manually. Um, I'm here in Brett Friedman's. What would you call this? Your kitchen, open uh, living area. Well, it's the main area. Of the my main castle. area. It's Brett Friedman's house in West Hollywood. Brett Friedman is my guest today. Uh, if you're a fan of the comedy couch with Dennis Hensley and Tony Tripoli. Brett is the creator of Dr. Kiss, which was always our big sponsor. And uh, he's a Hollywood makeup artist, and he also has his own line of makeup, which is called Brett Friedman. Brett Friedman Beauty. Brett Friedman Beauty. So, and we're here today. We It's Easter Sunday, and we celebrated by going to see a very early m movie at the Arclight. Yeah, which you is get my there, favorite. But I love to do that, to go to the movie, like, the very first showing. I mean, today we went at 1045, but I yeah. love, like, a 945, only in Hollywood. Right. I don't think anywhere else in the world you can see a movie at 945 in the morning. But you go, and literally, you're the only person in there. And you're lucky there's someone there to sell tickets. You're lucky, because <laughs> they're still sort of, like, rolling in. They're not even validating yeah. parking at that So yeah. we saw a movie called Fading Gigolo, with, which was written and directed and starring John Turturro, where he plays a gigolo, and Woody Allen is, like, his pimp. I don't know how that happened. A reluctant gigolo. A reluctant he, he gigolo. He sort of, like, gets reined into I thought it was called Finding Gigolo. Right. But that was kind of like Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was going to be a whole different yeah. movie. Yeah. So... We wanted to see a movie this weekend, and I read an okay review of it, so we took a chance. It had some charm. Yeah, it totally, like, I mean, Woody Allen, I mean, child molestation and everything aside, I think is sparkling on screen. I mean, he's funny. That character, yeah, he, whatever he does, is always... The hemming and the hawing and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it comes loaded, but yeah. he's... Um, yeah, you can't get, you can't deny it. And the one thing it did well is you do believe that John Turturro has sex appeal in it because he becomes a gigolo and you're like, mm, but then you, just the way his character's depicted and he yeah. looks, he's, he's, I bought it, I, you know. Yeah, because he's in the Transformer movies, right? I mean, we know him from a bunch of stuff, but I was like yeah. thinking, is it Transformers or was it Men in Black or is it both? He might be Men in Black. I don't okay. know. I, I can't tell you one other John Turturro movie except, except for maybe... Was he in Miller's Crossing with the far... Like, the I don't know. Head? I don't even know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it can go back. Yeah. But what's funny is that Sharon Stone plays one of his clients. Which and is great. It's so fun to see her on the screen. And being sexy, too. Like, she... Yeah. Sexy Sharon Stone is, is good movie watching. Yeah. And I've done her makeup. She's beautiful, like, in person. Like, yeah. insane. Doesn't get anything done. Now, She's I, El Nacherelle. As a makeup artist, when you show up and they've had work done and they haven't worked done, does it affect what you do? do you, is it just something you notice? Is it something yeah. that you... You do, know what? Is Sometimes, like, there are certain actresses I've done, like, when chemical peels are really big. Now right. everyone does everything laser. But it would make right. the skin really smooth. So right. makeup wouldn't necessarily stick. It would right. break apart. Or if they went a little crazy on their lips. Yeah. You know? So, like... A, you know, nine years ago when gloss was like such a huge trend, that was right. tough because you don't want to like, you know, like, like the, the lips, are already, the lips big, are already the elephant they, in the room. They love them and they want to play them up, but you yeah. know what it's going to photograph on the red carpet. So you're like, right. maybe we'll do a stain, just a touch of gloss on the right. bottom in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> do they ever ask you about it? Like, I'm thinking of getting something done. I just got something done. Is it discussed yeah. with the makeup artist oh, yeah. or not at yeah. all? Yeah. I mean, you know, if it's someone I've worked with a lot, you yeah. know, and they're all, you know, they're pushing on their face or doing this or puffing it out. Like, you know, like, what do you think if I did this and da da da? And I'd be like, well, I don't think there's enough real skin to take from there. You know what right. I mean? Like, you know, a lot of jawline stuff. That's, right. that's the first thing that the women will do is tighten up that, uh, that jawline. So they don't neck. have like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, so that's how they sort of dip their, their toe, dip their toe in into Cause it. Cause you can have like a couple crow's feet and you can have like some lap lines, but you know, 
on camera, it doesn't look good to have right. a, uh, a loose uh, neck and jaw. Right. People got to get real about it. But also, That's you don't true. want people going crazy in their career. I, f I just feel like it's hard yeah, that, to walk that line of like, yeah, the, just enough, not too much. Yeah, with the fillers and yeah, people go a little crazy. With even the young girls, look at Lindsay Lohan. You know, it's like a lot going a on. A lot there. going on yeah. there. She's turned herself into a whole other. She's turning herself into Lisa Rinna. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and also in the movie was Sofia Vergara and John Turturro finds himself doing a menage with Sofia Vergara and Sharon Stone. Yeah. Like I'm sorry if you become a, a reluctant gigolo and those are your client that's your big job i know that's what you dennis when we were leaving he's like um i love that they never have to bang anyone like not attractive yeah like it's always it's never like, linda oh. hunt needing yeah. to be touched it's <laughs> exactly. always like oh sofia vergara just wants somebody tall like yeah. <laughs> but you know she's fun to watch too on screen and yeah good for yeah. sharon stone for saying you know what yeah put me next to sofia vergara i'm okay i'm secure enough yeah i can she, handle it she they were toe-to-toe -to -toe. and you know what's really funny is i used to do sofia Vargar's makeup a lot. Like when she first got to, to uh, LA, it was like what right was she when like? she was like dating Tom Cruise for 20 minutes. And um, this was probably 10 years ago. She was kind of like, they described her to me then as like, she's like the Colombian Carmen Electra. Like she hosts stuff. Right. She's just the pretty girl. With, um, I loved her. Like, I think I she's great. She I think she's super so talented. Cool. And, and, and she did this movie, Chasing Poppy. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And I did it for all the press for it, and I went to see it. And so the next time I saw her, I was like, oh, I saw I saw Chasing Poppy. She's like, oh, she's like, what did you think? It, you know, it's my first movie. But, like, she got very sheepish, and she's like, it's my first movie. Like, super cute. I was like, you were, you're a star. You're yeah. dynamic, and you're fun to watch on screen, to quote you. Yeah, like, I was like, yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, she was adorable and so cool. And so, I mean, And I beautiful. love her. I say give her more commercials. I'll, she can, she's got so many commercials Whatever. that I, never enough for yeah, me. Yeah, you can't not watch her. She's like a, you know, she's like a train, like a car accident. You have yeah, to you have to, you have to stay in yeah, there. like what's going on there? Yeah. And Woody Allen was a little weird, but what are you going to do? I, I don't, don't know. know. I liked him. I liked that. But also, you know, I'm a Well, when it's so weird I when they're talking about guys. sex stuff. Because he, he's kind of, there's times when he's sort of horny. Yeah. And that's a little bit like, okay. I'm, I'm and they call him out on it, kind of. Yeah. They're kind of like, um, yeah, we're hanging out. Now, and then afterwards we went to, I forget the name of that place. I can't even remember it, like Stella Barra. Stella Barra, yeah. Oh, they have, we had a little we pizza and a kale salad. And uh, we were talking about how, um, I, I mentioned in the last podcast that I've written this pilot based on my book, Misadventures in the 213, and I'm starting to sort of show it to people and get some feedback and figure out what I'm going to try to do. And this morning I got um, an email from someone that I asked to read it, who had been someone involved in the past incarnations of the project, and they wrote me a short little note, but it was not positive. It was like, um, listen, I sound surprised. It's not positive, but I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm just trying to like spin it in a good way. But it was like, what was the first line? Something went wrong here. Well, that's here. the thing. If you're going to be, we even learned in art school. Yeah. Like, okay, when you're critiquing, you say something good. Right. And then you get to the negative. But according to you. Dear Dennis, something went wrong here. Yeah. <laughs> and and his notes weren't very specific, but they were more uh, about the spirit of it and and thought that I was a little too knowing, which is because I'm my age now. I'm not the yeah. age I was when I wrote it, which and I, I think is interesting, and I can either take them or not take them. And he, it's all grain of salt stuff, and that's part of the process and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. I was talking to you about how you sort of take disappointment, manage disappointment, how you take notes, and you told me the story about somebody criticizing your makeup, 
Yeah, yeah, like a crazy. Well, you know, it's like being bulletproof. Right. You know, and and like I'm friends with RuPaul, and he was like, you. The only time things will bother you is if you think it's a little true. Right. And I never kind of understood that. You know, he was sort of saying, you know, you're an alien. You're right. from another planet. Like, no, I'm not. Like, you're not like offended by that or whatever because you right. know it's completely not true. And I think after this situation happened, I was like, I get it now because I was at the gym. And this publicist, right. this uh, this guy, his publicist that had booked me on jobs and stuff, comes up to me and he's like, "Oh, you know, I tried to get you on a job, and the the photographer didn't want to work with you because he said you have a heavy hand, you put too much makeup on, you make you know girls, you know, look like." If I had been, I the, like, I, if I had been at the next bench over, which is not likely, but <laughs> if I had been, I would have dropped those barbells and walked over and said, "He does not have a heavy you hand." Don't know him like he takes girls that go way too much and makes them natural and beautiful. Yeah, well, so I was like, really? I was like, yeah. are you sure you meant me? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, no. I mean, you know, we talked about you. And I was like, God, that's not usually my thing. Usually I don't put enough makeup on. You know, right. women are like, oh, more, more. I mean, I have kind of a light touch. He's like, no, no. I mean, it was like a deal breaker. And I was like, yeah, no, I, I think you're thinking of someone else. And he's like, I'm just kidding. God, you're good. You would not budge. And I was like, what? He's like, no, I made that up. I was like totally trying to get you. And I was like, okay. Get you at your core of who you are. The fact that yeah. he did that, That's, I can't believe how fucked up that is. Well, I was like, yeah, that was hilarious. No, I was just like, <laughs> what was the point there? But I was like, oh, he's like, I was like, yeah, I know. I know I don't do, I'm not that guy. So it doesn't, but it's funny. But like, even it didn't, it didn't, you didn't for a second take it a on. Kernel. That's not a kernel. fantastic yeah and i also thought you know also when people come up to you with very critical things out of the right. gate and i like you had said it says more about them than you you well, know it's like while yeah. he's telling me the story i was like why is he telling like this is super mean yeah if you know but i didn't i honestly honestly i didn't think i didn't believe it was true i didn't think he was playing a joke on me but i did think they're they're talking about someone yeah else they made a mistake but it does show like that's like you were talking about you get really good as you I, 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 got, I, I read the email, and yeah. I typed my response, which was gracious. Uh, I was like, thank you for your, your thoughts, and uh, I really appreciate you reading it. And you've certainly given me a lot to think about. I hope to see you soon. Let's do something fun, and dippity-doo, send. You know, like, yeah. I, it was like, I, I, for a second, I was like, ugh. Because it's a new thing that I've written. It's something, I mean, you're at a place, especially with makeup, where you don't have to take that stuff on. But I need somebody to get on board with this if it's going to go to the next level. I'm not, yeah. you know, uh, my agent and manager are fictional <laughs> and don't do a lot of work. So I need... You're your ma agent yeah, and so, manager. Yeah, so, uh, I, 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 yeah, so I need to... And, and, and especially with writing, that's part of the thing. But it was kind of like my muscle to turn it around and be like, I'm a, like that sort of like Teflon soldier on thing yeah well i think i've developed it but it's it feels like it doesn't here's my thing about it you don't know if it's sane to be that way or yeah. insane to be that way no it's a survival it, skill. it and it is yeah. but it's it's no joke yeah it just feels like stealth like crazy well you had said you get and i like the way you put that you said you know god the older i get the more i am able to manage discipline you sort of build in Managing disappointment, you know, like disappointment. Or how did you word it? Yeah, like, like I can't believe how good I've gotten at managing disappointment. Yeah, and, and sort of anticipating it. Yeah. 
it's something I never would have done 10 years ago, even with the makeup line. Like I would thought, oh my God, I'm going to come out with this lip balm and right. it's going to be great and it's going to be this. Now when I come out with a new product, I'm like, okay, if this tanks, you know, what's the, what's the, what's behind it yeah. or what's, you know, what's the, the plan B because, and that's something I never would have thought of, but I think that with dating, <laughs> I think that with yes. everything, jobs, clients, actresses I work with. You know, yes, I'm working with them now, but will it keep going? And, and what I think it's, if it doesn't? The, you, you're like, is this the right way to be? But the option, the other option seems way worse. Well, it must be the right way to it be must because be. we wouldn't evolve into that. I yeah. think as we grow up, if you're self-aware and you're, you know, self-assessing all the time, you become your, you know, yeah. your superhero version of yourself. So I think that that's the evolution of, you know, not wanting to kill people and yourself <laughs> right but it, it is a daily thing that you feel like you have to fortify yourself for and then maybe you'll get a run of some good news and yeah. then you're all right for a while but then you know when it when it's not going that way you're like <clears throat> you know it's you true. like hunker down um when i was writing the pilot of misadventures i needed one character to say something to another character about success or failure success failure all of that and i wanted a quote from somebody so i googled uh, quotes about success, whatever. And there was a, the first thing that came up was this church, uh, Winston Churchill quote, which is something like this. I might get it wrong, but it's, um, success is going from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I'll take that. I'll have that. Thank you. And I plugged it right in there, but it does feel like the, the, the success is just going on, keep going with the, and having, um, enthusiasm about whatever it is you're doing regardless of yeah. how it's gonna go yeah i just saw this thing on a talk show they were talking about you know like these school shootings where this like quiet kid goes right. and like blows, blows away his classmates and there was a psychologist on there he said there's two things that every sociopath has in common like like someone that does these right roles, and they said it's they're raised with no self-worth and they don't um rebound they have no like if they fall down, that thing that kicks in, like, no, 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 get back up, you know. Right. And he said across the board, those are the two things that aren't instilled in them as children. So they see a failure as that's the end of the road. That's the end. You're Nothing's ever going to turn around. Worthless. Yeah, and I think that's the key ingredient right. of anyone that's successful in the creative field. Right, is the that's fact for sure. That you know, you know, there are failures. And... Uh, but that's why I think you always have to have the plan B, the plan C. It's okay if this this thing doesn't happen, right? You know, if this misadventures, you do your dog and pony show and you don't right. sell it. What's what's what else you got? You know, and you just keep going, and then you're done at some point. Yeah, I yeah. was talking to um, for, we were I was at a little birthday dinner last night, and I was talking about what would be the ideal age to pass away at. You know what I mean? If you oh, if you had to predict, it's very dark. <laughs> but the point I'm trying to get to is, I had one yeah. friend who loved life so much that they don't care how old they are, if they're, or what house, whatever, they're gonna hang on for as long as they can. And I don't think I'm that guy. Yeah. I think I'm like, we can shut it down. Because I think I, I'm, that you get tired of trying. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's the perfect word. I think, you know, I used to be so afraid of dying. Like, how do older people, like my dad, my own, you know, I call him Seabiscuit, because right. he's a thousand years old. But I was like, <laughs> how does he see everyone around him? How does your dad feel mom? about being called Seabiscuit? He, um, I think it took him two years to figure out who Seabiscuit was. He, like, literally doesn't care <laughs> or listen to me. He's got bitter, <laughs> you know what? He doesn't have time for he's that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. But the whole thing is, is 
you know, he saw his wife pass away, his whole family. I mean, yeah. he's the last man standing of all his friends. Right. And I always thought, like, God, this must be so horrible, like, to know that your life is going, you know, it's wrapping up. He's probably got maybe another 10 years, you know. And he talks about it. But he's ready to go now. He's, and like you said, he'll say that. I'm tired. I'm tired. He's like, why I th- is God I think keeping you, me here? I like, think you get there. Yeah. I think you, I, can, I get right. that now. Yeah. I get that more than, I don't care. I'm going to hang on if I can have a thought in my head yeah. or do a, if I can enjoy the sunshine. No, I'm re- You can take me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. at some point you do want to leave Disneyland. Yeah. You know, you yeah. Disneyland. Exactly. Yeah. You could find your car. The other thing I've noticed, and it may or may not be related to this is the two times that I've been knocked unconscious for procedures. Like I had a herniated disc neck situation where I was knocked out. And then I had a, uh, colonoscopy both times when I woke up from it. I loved the idea of being gone for a while. Mm. I, there was something about being checked out and yeah. not responsible for anything or something yeah. that I loved. I felt like, oh, that was delicious. Maybe it's like a really good nap, but but better because there's no responsibility. I don't know. The well, point I is, I like love you, being knocked out because you're always thinking. You're constantly. You're you know. Constantly moving. Con- it's a proactiveness that yeah, wears you a, out. I think there's a feeling of like, oh, my brain yeah. gets to be unplugged for a minute, gets yeah. to really rest. So in other words, I will have other people's colonoscopies for them Yeah. because I loved mine so much. <laughs> oh my God, hilarious. And speaking but, of which, you picked me up from that because you're, yes. you're a true blue friend. Yes, yes, of course, of course. Of course, I was running errands and it made you wait two yeah. hours, but no, I'm kidding. Oh, and my my my, procto- uh, my proctologist, I guess that would he would be that. Yeah. Anyway, my, the guy that did it. I like to it, call him by his medical term. Yeah. He's he, a butt doctor. He, my butt doctor was is handsome, and yeah, I he was like sexy. him. I like him. Now, I want to talk a little more about makeup. Yeah. When Was there a time when you were a kid where you just knew that was your destiny? You know what? I remember being little, and we would go to my Aunt Ruthie's, and I never liked to really go there. You know, it was all adult time, you know, but, you know, there were the other cousins and stuff. But then we discovered she had these box purses, because this is like Mad Men era purses. Those yeah, like hard yeah, yeah. purses that were right. like Lucite. Um, and we could fill them with makeup and jewelry. Like, she kind of let us. Yeah. And then we would come downstairs to the adults and try to sell them makeup and jewelry like Avon ladies. Of you course, and who? Me and like my cousins. Who like are girls? Girls. Yeah. yeah. And me. And I remember I'd like go around and I'd be like, this is a really beautiful lipstick. Like, look how pink it is and da da da. And I'd like, you know, and then I always sold the most, of course. Right. Um, but I remember I got to my mom and she's like, oh, and she's like looking at everything. And, and then she, <laughs> she kind of kneeled down. She's like, you're embarrassing your <laughs> and I just remember her being like, ha, 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 like, you know, like laughing to everyone and giggling and acting enthused and then being like, shut it down. Um, Did it bother you, though? Did you feel shame about that moment? Yeah, or just of course. Like, I was like, oh, geez, I got, yeah. you know, any, when you're a kid, you yes. never want to hear no or be chastised. Yeah. Um, but it didn't go to your identity, like, oh, I need to not be this person. I, I mean, a little bit, like a little bit. Yeah. But I think that, um, but it didn't stop me. Yeah. So if that's what you're saying. Yeah. Right. I remember like, okay. And I like went upstairs and we never did that again. And then I lost my one fun thing I like to do. At my I know. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then, you know, my dad was an artist and he would do this really interesting thing, which I thought, you know, when you, 
in your home, you think everyone's family is just like yours. Right. Until you go to school and maybe in second and third grade you start going home with other kids. Right. But, you know, my the, the National Enquirer and the Star used to be printed in the 70s right. and 80s on newspapers. Yes. Like color newspapers. And it would come off on your fingers. Yeah. So he would draw over top of like Lonnie Anderson or you know, like anyone who ever was like Elizabeth Taylor. And with um, colored pencils and he would sort of make them look like Vargas girls a little bit. He would like reshape <sighs> their eyes and make their hair. Yeah, like he would draw over them like and ca- make characters yeah. of their faces. But they Do were you really have artful. any of those? No, and I wish I did. I really wish I did. But I, I would incorporate that, but I would get my colored pencils. And I remember um, like Joan Collins, like I would like draw on her and like do all the, like add makeup to that yeah. if you can even imagine. And I remember I... Because you have a heavy hand. Yeah, I have a heavy hand. Um, <laughs> oh, touche. So I remember there was um, Robert Stack was on the cover. And I don't know because he had he was getting a divorce or something. But right. I literally reshaped, contoured, lashes, elevated brow. Every Robert Stack ended up looking... And I did the same thing with Dr. Ruth. Yeah, like, well, I was like, she, yeah, I was she's like, never looked better. Are, yeah, she never... <laughs> exactly. I was like... She, my God, she's as beautiful as, you know, Linda Evans. But I, um, yeah, so I always had that. Now, I didn't really, everyone was like, you're such a great artist. You're such a great artist. I was the kid in class that could right, draw. Right, that could draw. Brett, will you draw these birds for me? Like, yeah. I was the that kid. So I didn't connect it with makeup. Right. Necessarily. Even though, looking back, that's exactly, like, that's the only that's thing what I you're would doing. draw. With faces and eyes and makeup and brows. I was obsessed with Brooke Shields. Right. I had posters in my locker, and I read her biography. Someone wrote about her. She was 15. Right. <laughs> she has a biography. She lived a lot of life, but even by 15. Yeah, by 15, there was a lot going on. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that, um, yeah. So I was always around me. I was always the one my sister was like, you know, Brad, I'm the only, you know, I'm the only girl in town right. has to like ask her brother where her mascara is. I was obsessed with her like that day to night mirror, like the office light. Would you ever go buy stuff of your own or would you have to... You, no, well, my, yeah. it, randomly my uncles worked for Helena Rubenstein. Okay. And so he was a rep for them. Oh, nice. So we would he was get your like, hand-me-down makeup. Yeah, my mom would get it, but there'd be such a box. You know, she only used, it was again, that Mad Men era where yeah. women had a few colored lipsticks, right. one rouge, you know, it's different than today, you know. Yeah. But, um, so she would pick the things she likes, and then I would do, like, my sister's Barbie Beauty Center. You know, I would give them... Oh, you told things. that story in that book. There was a book called yes. When I Knew. It was all these different gay people talking about when they knew they were gay. Yeah. And, and your story had to do with the Barbie head. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to play with it. My sister had that Barbie Beauty Center, which is her head and shoulders. So right. She's almost life-size. And so when they would all leave um, to go somewhere or whatever, I was still home, I would get a chair, and I'd get... My sister kept it on the top. She was a tomboy. She, like, never really played with yeah. it. But, um, oh, that must have chapped yeah, your ass. It was so... Just sitting there. Yeah, but I was also glad because I would get to, you know, yeah, you get could everything do it. she yeah. didn't play with. But, yeah, I would take it down, and I would put makeup on it and do its hair and, put you know, put her, do her hair and everything, and then brush it all out and, like, play with it and then wash it all off, wet the hair, comb it down, and put it back in the box and put it back on the top. So but, it was your super secret thing. Yeah, you it was, like, my secret... Do a makeover, then have to erase the whole thing that had ever happened. Yeah. Because I wasn't allowed to play. Not that wow, I that, talk about time management. I know it's true. I was like, okay, they're going to be an hour and a half. So and the cleanup is happen. fifteen minutes. I don't have time to wet her hair and curl it. <laughs> so we're just going to have to make do. I'll pin it. But <laughs> but the one thing is when my sister would play with it, like when she right. first got any toy, she would play with yeah. it. Yeah. So we were in the uh, family room watching TV, and you know she was like trying to 
get the lashes on. I'd be like, right. Dee, Dee, you have to start from the outer corner and go in. You're never going to be able to line it up. So and you were younger than her. I was younger than her. Yeah, three years. So I was like nine, I think. And I was like, Dee, Dee, you can't part her hair on the side. She has a heart-shaped face. And <laughs> <laughs> you could have heard a yeah, pin drop in the house, in that family room. Yeah, my yeah. mom was like, and I think my son wants a cock in his mouth. Right. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> now, when you 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 do makeup every day, you work with different people, famous people, sometimes for a long time. When you sit down and start, do you still feel like an artist when you're looking at somebody's face? Um, do you do you feel like it, it's ever a grind or how when you approach that blank canvas kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. Especially with somebody you do a lot. What they, you know, like it depends on what they look like. You know, there's certain gals that I do that I'll do the simplest things, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, your your makeup is so amazing! Oh my god, so beautiful!" It's like a round of applause, you know. Right. But it's really because she's gorgeous. I was right. Like, I could throw cream of wheat on her face. And right. Like, you know, you would all be like, you know, right. high five. So. Um, yeah, I I still thoroughly enjoy even with the makeup line. Yeah, um, still like doing photo shoots, like doing, um, you know, I love seeing the pictures. And now it used to be you'd go look for the magazine, like if I right. did Gwyneth or Catherine Zeta Jones, you'd try to see like you know in in People or right. us or something like the, the red carpet. Now it's all online, so I don't really run to the. I remember with ex boyfriends I had, it was like a big thing, like you go look for photo spreads, you know, that I had done or, you yeah. know, it's coming out and it's out, out on Tuesday. So, um, yeah, I still get excited and I, I feel, um, you know, the good thing about doing something for a really long time is there's something that you know you're really good at. Right. And it's and no unassailable. One can touch me. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Like I was like, you know what? This is the one thing I can do the hell out of. Right. And that's makeup. That's fantastic. Yeah. So it's like, you know, that bulletproof thing of like, yeah. this is my wheelhouse, you know, um, and that's like being in your 20s or whatever, where you're like, I remember always being like, I had friends and, you know, we worked in, I worked in a makeup store in Miami and I was in my mid 20s. And the other guys that worked there would be like, well, I'm, you know, trying to be a makeup artist. I was always like, I'm a makeup artist. Right. I just was like, no, I'm not trying to do anything. I right. Like, I was like, I'm thinking of, you know, perception. Right. I don't want, want anyone to think I'm trying to do anything. Yeah. Hire me. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. And that's, right. that's like um, a writer from Allure is working in this little shop in Miami. Right. And she came in. She's like, do you guys do brows? And the guy that worked there, Robert, was teaching me to do brows. He's like, Brett, you need, and this changed my life. It's so funny. Like, he was like, you need to learn to do eyebrows because a lot of makeup artists don't do them or they're afraid. And if you can, if you have the eye for it, and I did, I was really good. He taught me and I, he's like, do everyone that comes in here offer to do their brows for free. So I did and I got, you know, good at it. And then this, um, this girl came in, she's like, do you do brows here? I was like, yeah. And he was more the brow guy, but I was there that day. So I was like, yeah, you right. can do your brows. She's like, oh, I'm a writer for Allure and, and, um, you know, we're going to do a feature on I've never heard this story. You never heard this? No, I don't know how it ends. Yes. So what's really funny is then I she was like, typed she's you like, back and she said, charge? and I never wasn't charging anyone. Right. And I knew Robert charged 25. So I was like 25. She's like, oh, she's like, will you do my brows? I was like, sure. And I did her brows. She loved them. And then I end up in Allure magazine being this brow guy. and we got So she wrote a little thing about it? It's in the back in the directory and they still yeah. do that. They go to each city and they're like yeah. the best blowout. Okay. The best colorist. And this was eyebrows. And they were okay. in Chicago, New York, and Miami, you know, South Beach, Miami. So um, 
and then it's just funny that I became I got you know known for did the a lot brows. of people come in because of that yeah, article tons of people and that caused a problem with the guy because yes. he's the brow guy you know and he's like why wasn't I because you know that was one of those things and I think we he all he didn't think, hold it against you though um, it was a little weird now you know he's in interiors now and, right. and he ended up not even getting into makeup but right. um, for a while you know but I think you're resilient in your twenties you know you don't hold like a crazy grudge but you know we all think like in life there's like that moment like there are life-changing things right. that happen and i can say i had one yes like my life changed because then i was a brow guy and talk about you know trying to be a makeup artist working in a little makeup store making 45 dollars a day and i'm in allure magazine so um you know yeah it was her name was uh, bobby volano she's bobby um she's married since and divorced but um you know, when she wrote it, she was Bobby Volano. That's awesome. And she, yeah, it was amazing. And um, so then, uh, even when I moved to Hollywood, like, I just became known as, like, I was always doing models in Miami. So when I came to L.A., I remember I was doing Courtney Thorne Smith. Right. She was, like, one of the, she was the Melrose first actress Place. I ever did. Yeah, at the end of Melrose Place. It was, like, 96, 97. And uh, she sat down, and I started doing her brows. And uh, she's like, oh, are you going to tweeze, what? And I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, no one tweezes brows. I was like, well, I do. And then I became known with someone that, oh, he'll do your brows. He's really good. But it's such a and this is key part Anastasia. of the way they look. Yeah, but I think it is true. It's like, it's scary. Yeah. You know, if they don't like it, it's right. permanent. If you do too much. Makeup, yeah. They, yeah, or just some people. You know, that's the difference. There's people that do makeup, and there's makeup artists. Yeah. And I always say, if someone works with women of color, that's a makeup artist. Because skin tone the texture you know everything they really have to know what's going on right you know well white girl you can slap some stuff on it's fine but you know for olive skins or darker skins it's it's uh you know it's a whole it's an art yeah i'm trying to think of a place a time when i was in the right place at the right time and i'm sure i was i just can't think of you can't when think it was of it now there was well there i had this really been. interesting article and it said by the time you're 30 there's five people that you meet that change the direction of your life and if you sit down, that aren't related to you. And if you sit down, you can find all five people in subtle ways and in huge ways, but they change. And, and some people, um, and it's true, you're on, they're on your list right. and they don't even remember you. Yeah. You're not on their list. And by the way, they don't know who you are. That's and kind of amazing. I yeah. mean, when I think of the people that helped me with my writing career, but they were all people that I reached out to. Mm -hmm. They weren't like, they didn't discover me somehow or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I bet there was a story where I was in the right place at the right time. And then I bet it there is. And it's good to have that because I yeah. think it's, that's like those cinematic moments sure. in life where you're like, oh my God, like it can, like the phone can always ring. And that's why I remember like on weekends when like, you know, everyone's not doing anything. I couldn't wait till Monday morning because I knew the phone would ring or my pager would go off back then. Was this but, when you were in LA starting to no, do makeup? No, this is when I was, was in Miami. Miami. And yeah. even in LA, because I yeah. knew I was like, okay, things can change. I could be yes. slow all week and then one phone call. I could be doing a commercial or I could be, you know, and that goes back to that resiliency. Right. Like, yes, I'm poor right now. Yes, I'm struggling right now. Right. But things can change really fast. Things can turn around. One phone call. Yeah. That was the lesson of my uh, freelance freefall period, pre-fashion police, mm -hmm. was the lesson that came out of that after I got the job was like, okay, things can turn around. You know, you don't feel yeah. like they ever will, but they do. And I was with you yes. when you got the email that you had hired yes. for Fashion Police. I remember that. Which probably... You helped me a lot through that time. You uh, oh. you always do. You're true blue. But, oh, um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. 
Um, now, you started your own makeup line. It was yes. originally called Vanity Mark, and now it's Brett Friedman Beauty. Yes. So, yeah. So that means you develop products, you pick the packaging, you design the packaging, mm -hmm. everything. What's your favorite part about it? What's the part that feels the most creative and fun? And what part do you like, oh, fuck, I hate that I have to do the blank. Yeah. Well, my favorite part is uh, naming naming the product and the packaging and deciding what the vibe is going to look like. Right. Photo shoots with the models and you know doing the videos, talking about it. That part I love. Um, that, by the way, is five percent. Right. No, I know. <laughs> I didn't realize. You know, I always say, like, looking back, if I knew how hard it right. was going to be, I would have never done it. So ignorance is bliss. But. Um, now I'm so happy I did. And, you right. know, the reason I started it was I thought, you know, um, I can't run around doing makeup forever. Like, there's a point. Every, everything you just, you know, like a athlete, you get aged out of right. stuff. I just thought, I don't know. Like, at 55, can I run around with, like, Selena Gomez? <laughs> you right. know, I was doing, like, Vanessa Hudgens and, and all these little Disney girls. And I just thought, you know. Um, so I thought, you know, I want, and I wanted something where I had complete control. Yeah. And I had the final say. So nothing, like every single thing with my line is down to the size of the period on the box right. is my decision. And everything else that I do, photo shoot wise, is like, you know, the stylist has these clothes. So we, then the hair. Right, you're serving a client. What the actress sort of wants to look like with the photographer. So it's, a, it's such a, um, can't think of a word, but like. Collaboration. Collaboration, yeah. exactly. That I wanted something that, um, that was just me. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad I did. Now, what's the, the part, part that you don't like? Um, you know what? I don't like uh, dealing with the buying public <laughs> 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 and the crazy. You know, we started selling on Amazon, right? And you know, just you know, 95 percent of the people are pleased as punch and da da. Right. da. And then there's like that five percent that are just like, well, I'm holding your review hostage if yeah. I, you know, and they're using it like they're ordering a bunch of crap, testing it and sending it all back, you know? Right. So, and they're mean, they come yeah. out of the gate, like sour, yeah. you know, the emails are super harsh and, you know, so that part is a bummer. Right. And, um, you know, now whenever I talk to like Wells Fargo and they're like, how can I offer you excellent service today? And have I been helpful? You know, and they're so over the top nice. Right. Because, I can totally see how, you know, they just beat that into them because you want to tell these idiots that, you know, to go like, F get themselves. a life. Yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. Don't ever, don't, yeah. Now, Brett has a car that is a 1976 mm -hmm. AMC Pacer. Yes. And you named it Elroy. Elroy, because he kind of looks like um, Elroy from the Jetsons. Well, the car looks like the Jetsons. And I thought, right. oh, okay, so I'm going to call him Elroy. And you got Elroy off eBay. Yeah. And Brett was nice enough to let us use Elroy in the short film, If We Took a Holiday, which we're finishing up now. And Elroy was a star on that set. Well, I mean, it steals the show. He totally steals the show. Yeah. He even was acting circles around Nadia. For sure. And for sure around me. <laughs> um, but but uh, I do love that he's featured. Like oh, he's, he's part of it, beautiful. So he looks fun. beautiful in it. Yeah. So um, wh what made you want to get that car? And buy a car off eBay. I know. Isn't that weird? I'm not yeah. a car guy at all. Yeah. Like that's like even the mechanic that was fixing it. He said, you're such an anomaly because, um, which he didn't use that word. He just said, you're weird because you don't right. know how to fix a car, but you got a vintage car. Right. And I was like, well, so I just love the vision of the future in yeah. the seventies. And I never, I didn't, I had to look at what kind of car that was. Cause right. I grew up in Pittsburgh and in the seventies, I don't remember those cars. Like some right. people do remember seeing them. Do you I do. remember yeah. them? Yeah. Well, I had an AMC around? Hornet. I had okay. the, the related car. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you knew exactly. It. I that don't would flood remember. anytime you went through the smallest puddle. Oh, it really? Would her out. Yeah. Oh my god. It was a design flaw. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Other than that, it was a total pussy wagon. Yeah. But. I know, and it's so funny. My friends were like, "Get a muscle car." Get. It. I was like, "That's yeah. not me. I'm like more quirky. I'm not like." Yeah. And I never thought I would love an inanimate object as much as I love. But you car. have a complicated relationship with Elroy because sometimes he's a problem child. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll it's see like you, and you're like, guy in school, and he treats you like shit. Right. It's like, <laughs> He is, um, he's a selfish lover. No, he right. like literally, um, I always say my car, um, doesn't have HIV. He has full blown AIDS. <laughs> he, <laughs> he is like every single thing that can go wrong from the windshield wiper to the gas gauge right. to, uh, it's like a whole new muffler. Like he, you know, my friend that, that collects cars, he was like, Oh, get, you know, get a pacer. I was going to do an El Camino maybe. Right. He's like, oh, that's a good American car, easy to get parts for, simple to fix, da da da. And when I found him, he was in Florida. He right. Said, Ooh, don't get a car from Florida because the salt air rust. Right. And I said, well, I'm looking at the pictures on eBay. There's not a lot of rust. It's like just a tiny bit around the thing. What I what I didn't, you know, he's like, we do what we want, but he meant inside. Right. And you know, it's all metal inside. So yeah, and did was, he have a rust, rust problem in the inside? gas tank? We had to get a new gas tank. It's yeah. like so. Yeah, the car I could have probably bought a Jag, yeah, <laughs> a brand new Jag for what I've spent on this car. But I love him so you much. You love him. And yeah, there was a period like in September where I was like, okay, if one more major thing, because I'm not the kind of guy, right? To be I remember when you drew the, the line. Yeah, with the hood up and yeah. you know being like, really? Yeah, I'm Jewish. Like, right. That's not even in our DNA. So I was like, Ugh, this is so horrible. But um, I said in September, if he breaks down one more time, like major, I'm going to have to sell You gave him an ultimatum. As, yeah, yeah. And um, there hasn't been anything since. And what are we in? We're heading to May. That's right. So, yeah. So he heard, He took my note. And he was a trooper on the set. He never complained. You yeah. always knew his he lines. Was he was good. good. He was good. And what was your reaction when people... Don't oh, people everyone love loved like him. When and whenever, him? I, whenever I would drive him, people would comment and ask questions and all that stuff. So. Yeah, and a note to your listeners. Just um, give a thumbs up. Don't honk. Yeah. That's annoying. Scares, that scares me. Yeah. yeah like, don't Where, scare, don't, like, doesn't he have his own website? Say, like, Good job. Does Elroy have his own website? Yeah, Elroy76.com. Yeah, he's available mm-hmm. for photo shoots and yes. movies. Photo shoots and movies. And, uh, he's open to porn. Okay, he, really? He's, yeah, he's, you know, he's kind of a maverick. It would be fun to see, with all that glass in the back, maybe... There could be. I mean, a it's... load shot from. <laughs> I'm just picturing visually. I think visually. I know. I should put yeah. a squeegee back there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now you picked a couple of questions from my deck of questions. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. And uh, so, so let's let's dive into one of those questions. So we're gonna flip them over. Have you ever written a fan letter? Ooh. You know what? I did. Who did you write a fan letter to? I wrote a fan letter to. I was in fifth grade. I'll never forget this. Right. To Lindsay Wagner. Oh. I was a huge Bionic Woman fan. And I wrote to her and I said, um, you know what? You should be on Battle of the Network Stars because your bionics <laughs> would ensure that... So, you were giving her tips? Yeah. Would ensure that you would win. <laughs> so do something track and field. Stay away from the trapeze. Like I had a whole thing. You, had a, you didn't know what no you had a strategy that. for her. Yeah. Like, but it is interesting. Like when I look back, like... like the line blur like I thought she was really bionic. Like did yeah, I think no, that, of that course. was a documentary. Yeah. I, like I knew she was not but I didn't get a response and she never ended up on Battle of the Network Stars. Um, That's a missed opportunity. Yeah, I just remember thinking like, bitch didn't take my advice. <laughs> yes. Well, then, fine. And they you know. But then like a year and a half later, which to a kid 
Like, I think I was in seventh grade. By then, you're done with Harley. Yeah, you're on to Charlie's off. Angels yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, now I'm all grown up in yeah. seventh grade. I know how the world works. And I got a thing to join her fan club. Wow. Yeah. She's all take and no give. All take and no give. And I was like, um, that was killer advice you didn't take. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I'm not spending $12.95 <laughs> yeah. to join your fan club. Um, but they did send a sticker. Okay. That, um, that I kept. That was something. Yeah. But by then, yeah. the show was off the air and everything. It was kind of yeah. weird. Like, I was like, well, that was really bad. Like, you know, get back to, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but that was my fan letter. I don't know that I can never remember writing a fan letter like that. Oh, really? Yeah. I love I have all these fun questions and no anecdotes to but back were, them up for any of them. Yeah. But I was a big pop culture kid. But um, I'm surprised you didn't write something to Joanne Worley I or know. something. Like, yeah, Phyllis Diller. I would have maybe written something to Christy McNichol because I was obsessed with her for a yeah. while. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. you didn't write anything to Brooke Shields. And how funny I ended up doing Brooke Shields. What's it like when you do somebody that you've idolized for so long? Because you've also done Weird. like Olivia Newton-John. You've yeah, done I did Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, it's always the ones like from your childhood that yeah. get like sometimes um, you're so close to them. Like, and you're like, oh my God, like the nine-year-old or 10-year-old version of you is freaking out a little bit. Um, and you just hope you like them. Right. Because it's such a part of your story and your fabric that, you know, like Olivia Newton-John was a bitch. Right, that would I be would have bad. been devastated. I know, because it's like, oh my God, now I hate Xanadu? Yeah. I cannot even, I don't want to live in a world. No. Talk about ready to die. Yes. Talk so. about ready to check out. I'm with you, Seabiscuit. <laughs> now, but Olivia was not. I'm sure she oh, was lovely. Oh, she was so amazing. She's and I known remember, for that. And I had my sister dig out of storage. We had taken a road trip and... I didn't see Grease in the movie theater because it was, I think it was PG. Yeah. And I wasn't allowed, but my sister had seen it you know, yeah. three times. So when we were going on this road trip, uh, we stopped at Kmart and she got the album and it was like a double album. Yeah, I, I remember. remember. We sat in the back seat. Tons of pictures. explaining to me who everyone was and what they were She doing. had to talk you All through Grease? Well, I never saw it. That's crazy. And of course she was obsessed with it and right. it was like fresh ears. So she's like, and this is Frenchie <laughs> and she wants to be a beautician. And I was like, oh right. my God. So I had her send me, I was in Chicago and she FedExed it, um, that album. And then I had Olivia sign it. That's amazing. Which is, yeah. I know her signature very well because I had a lot of stuff from her. You yeah. know, like she signed, like the poster that come in the physical album with the headband. <sighs> oh my God. Yeah, she was my thing. She was it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it up. was pretty, it was, I mean, that chunk of time was, yeah. Yeah. It was incredible. I've never written a fan letter, but I'm sure that I've, in fact, recently, like, seen some work that I liked and send somebody a note on Facebook, which is kind of the same mm, thing. Okay. Yeah. There was but this also, when you're a little grown up and you're also like, you're almost like a contemporary in a way. You're right. like a writer and, a, you know, this and that. So it's almost like you're just like tipping your hat. It's different than when, you know, when you're a kid and like you do wide-eyed that. Wide eyed and just like, you know. Yeah. I must have. I have to think. Maybe I did. I'm not sure. I guarantee you, you did. I had to have. You'll think of it at three in the morning. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, I totally. I know. Yeah. I, um, Danny, our friend Danny and I went and saw this play last weekend. Um, so last weekend, uh, come back, Little Sheba at A Noise Within in Glendale, which is my favorite theater company. Fantastic production, and there's a young actor in it that plays this really hot jock character, mm. and he's kind of off the chart, good looking, like, and and yeah. a really good actor, and just like every time he walks on stage, you're like, holy shit. And so when we were walking out, we saw him, we chatted for a bit, and you know talked about the theater company and the show, and he's really warm and friendly, and 
the next day I happened to see him on Bones. He was like on an episode of Bones. Okay. So wow. I found him on Facebook and I sent him a little, hey, I just talked to you and you're on Bones and he sent right back, thank you for enthusiasm and, and we're kind of going back and forth and um, how do you know this person, the mutual friend, whatever. And then while we were chatting, I'm having this reading of my new Princess, Pil my Princess Cruise Ship show on Monday night and just an informal like thing. the mystery just, one. Yeah, the, the mystery, mystery one. Yeah. And one of my actors dropped out you know, right as I was chatting with this guy. And um, I was like, you know what? He would be good in this part. I'm just, he's an actor. I'm yeah. just going to ask him. I'm going to ask him to be in this reading. And nothing. No, <laughs> that was the end of the conversation. That was the end of the conversation. And I thought, because it, it really wasn't me like, I'm going to sniff around and then ask yeah. him. It was like the guy canceled and I, you know, I was on there and I asked him. And nothing. Oh my god! Nothing. So it's Shut like, it oh, I don't mind you clapping for me, but now you want me. And to then and later, it's not like you're like Joe Schmo. That's you know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, he shut it down. But then later, I put a little post saying, "Hey, go see the show if you like theater in LA or whatever." And I mentioned the show. Yeah. And he liked it. Well, so. well, because it's about him. <laughs> exactly. I also, it's like you know, but I did, you know that thing where you go a little I'm bit too far. The story, and then I'm realizing he did an episode of Bones. Yeah. So he doesn't need my shit. Yeah, I can't even believe you had the. And he was on NCIS him. the next night. What? I know. Dennis, you're I know. never going to be able to book this guy. I know. He's on <laughs> fire. <laughs> um, so, did you have another question from the deck of oh, yeah, yeah. cards? Okay. So the I don't next know. one was, oh, what does your family think of your success? What does what does your family think of your success? What do they think about what you do? Um, I think. Do they care about ooh so and so or? Well, I remember my mom, like I, when I would do someone like for like, well, when I started in Miami, I did all models and it was a lot right. of international stuff. So I'd be like, oh my God, I just did the cover of Spanish Cosmo. And they'd right. be like, oh, great. Da, da, da. And then, you know, they didn't quite get, and they'd be like, now, did you do the clothes too? Or did you take these pictures? I was like, no, I do the makeup. Right. And then if someone does the clothes, someone does the hairs. And they, it was so like, what? Like all that goes into this. They thought it was crazy. They're like, you're never going to get anyone to pay you to do this. Right. And it seems like a fake job. Like, <laughs> right. You should be a manicurist. Right. So I, um, but yeah, when I moved to LA and I remember I did, oh, dang it, if I could remember her name, but it was for the cover of McCall's magazine. Damn right it was. It was. Like, yeah. And it was like, I can't remember who it was, but. I said, oh, you know, mom, if you go now on the stands as the cover of McCall's, I did blah, 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 I can't remember. And uh, she's like, oh my God. Like she went full tilt boogie crazy. Like was just buying up, the, uh, talking to her friends about, she's like, I told Mrs. Marcus that you did the cover of McCall. Same with, I like, did like someone for the cover of TV Guide. And she yeah. just thought that was the most, it was like hilarious. Cause I was doing like, major fashion stuff yeah but it's because it was it's McCall's it's something culture. that they, yeah, something they relate understood. to then they got it and I think that when they got it was when I started um I was doing Kirsten Dunst when she was a teenager a lot right and she did this movie Dick it was yeah before, it was about Nixon yeah it was before with Michelle yeah, Williams yeah, and they were in the 70s yeah. with Michelle Williams and it was before um Bring It On right which she was reading the script I remember it was called Sheer Fever yeah but I for the for the Dick premiere I did a butterfly on her back. I painted like, I said, let's do body art. So I did this like watercolor butterfly on her whole back because she was going to do a strapless dress. And then they decided to change the dress. So I did this whole butterfly and then she's wearing like these tiny straps. I mean, 
probably something I wouldn't have done. But USA Today called me and they were like, you know, they found out I did it and wanted to know about it and thought it was really cool. And that's when my family were like, oh, okay, I get it. And, and you know, and I think that it's interesting to them. You know, it's, a, it's, it's fun for them because right. – it's uh, a, it's like a success. Even like I'm maybe I'm not even so successful. Like in my twenties and stuff, I was doing little stuff. But right. it's a show. It's different when you have a showy success. Right. It's something that sometimes gets on television or sometimes you know, um, like I always said, you know, my brother could cure cancer, but you know, I did someone hosting Dancing with You're the Stars. There's, there's, something, there's something glamorous about what you it's do. It's more glamorous. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think that they, they get a kick out of it. They like it. They're very respectful about it. They're not, um, you know, they don't try to get, my, I'm lucky that way. Well, right. Of course I shut it down. But of course you, you shut know, that shit down. Yeah, and I, and I hear of other people that have um, this kind of, kind of success where the family is jealous or not nice or you right. know, this or that or no they're all on board and um and uh, they think it's fun i remember the first time i did a story for tv guide it was the cover um, and i did the cover story on will and grace and it was like a landmark thing in my career but it was also gay like it was also mm. it was tinged and i don't think i was out yet so it was a oh. little bit like is that true? I don't think I was out to my no. I came out to my family oh, with parents. my book. Okay. With my book. I wasn't no. out to my parents. I mean everyone in LA knew, but my family's very isolated. They didn't Yeah, they're religious. Not, a not super, but okay. it just never talked about stuff. It okay. was and anyway, so it was kind of like, Oh, we did this thing and there's this show and I think I've seen oh, that's the gay show. Like it was just a little bit like mm. You know, ah, interesting. But it was still, it was still cool. Cause but it's still high profile. And yeah, stuff TV Guide, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, that's like yeah. my brother's an accountant, and he probably does amazing, you know, cool right. stuff. But no one sees it, you right. know, except his office workers. But you know, that's what's fun about you know you know what you do or what I do. It's like, you know, if I pick the right lip shine. It's like a round of applause. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that if I was, you know, in auditing, right. that I would get that. Yeah, so, we didn't get audited this year. Way to go! Let's. I know. Let's yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's sort of fun. Yeah, it makes it fun. Right. Um, last question: What do you would like to talk about dating and and, yes. and relationships on here? Sometimes, what's something you know now that you wish you would know when you were younger about dating? Ooh, um, I remember being younger, and if I liked someone at the gym. Like yeah. I had a gym crush. Um, it would physically hurt me, like pain me, if I couldn't quite get there with them. You know, right. like if I was chatting with them, because I'm like open right. and forward and, you know, this and that. Right. And you like, guys, you, they didn't you, like me back. You, you take initiative, which I Yeah, admire, yeah, yeah. Which I was is like, good. okay, you know, and, um, someone's got to drive this ship. Right. But <laughs> exactly. <laughs> otherwise, it's like, I always hated that. It's yeah. Like people like, I remember my Someone's got to drive this ship is going to be the name of this podcast. Yeah, it's exactly. Because that's kind of the theme. But I remember my friend, we were at a pool party and I was like, you know, hovering around 30 and yeah. Avery, my friend Avery was like, who do you, I was like, we we're talking about dating stuff. He's like, well, who do you think is cute here? I was like, that guy. He goes, well, let's go talk to him. And I like that idea of, yeah. oh, I can make stuff happen. But I think, you know what? I think, uh, not, I think I always felt like there was something wrong with me. And I know yes. that sounds really dark. But I no, felt that's like what was if minus. people didn't like me, there was something wrong right. that I was, I always felt like I was working on myself. But and or you know, some like I'm not enough yeah. for someone else. The and thing that I, know, I wish yeah. that I had known when I was younger that I think I know now is that if it doesn't work out, it's not always about you. 
It's not yeah. about, it's not that you're not this enough or not that enough. I look back at one relationship that I love them so much. Why didn't it work? And I look at who that guy was and I'm like, oh, that was about him and where he was and yeah. how he felt. And I mean, not all thing, the time. Is it an insecure thing or is it just like, I can't see anything past. It's like how little kids think they can control the world. Like, yeah. like that's the one thing that li- they say little kids, as they grow up, they realize right. like, oh, like. Uh, it's not all about me. So is it just and like I remember when this or? I remember when this relationship didn't work out and I saw a therapist. I was really heartbroken about it and they were like, you know what? They couldn't cut it emotionally for where they're at. And I'm like, yeah. And I, I thought that was sort of like a line that they were telling me to to feel good. And I look back at who this person was and was then or whatever. And and I'm like, oh, yeah, I think that's true. I don't think it was because I was too fat. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or those things that you tell yourself, or I'm not a good enough kisser, or I'm not sexy enough, yeah. or all that stuff that you tell yourself is the reason for something not working out, a lot of times it has nothing to do with that. I mean, not sometimes it might, yeah. but, but I think all those, anytime something didn't work out, I, I took it as, oh, there must be something wrong with me. That's the same with me. And I remember like dinner the other night, we have a friend, and he you know, had this like hot le- like last tango in Paris weekend. And right. It's like, you know... I don't know what's going to happen with the guy or whatever, but I, he said it made me feel good because it made me realize I'm not broken. Yes. And I think he wasn't getting a lot of attention. Right. And that, I mean, I mean, you were there, but you didn't see it. it broke my heart that your friend thinks he's broken. But I think it's a, it's, you know, in a I think small it's way, like a, whatever I'm selling, no one's buying. Yeah. What's and you go me? for a while like and that. And he's a grown man. And I think we all sort of have that. Yes. It's in there a little bit, even though you grow out of it. And now I think what I think is what doesn't make me right for one person right. is a slam dunk for another. And you, you know? just got to stay, you just got to keep the faith. Because yeah. I think that's a theme of this whole thing is we, we, we know as we grow up and we take on things, whether it's relationships or career, there's going to be yeses and nos. And I think what we realize is, wow, there's a lot more no's <laughs> than we thought there were going to be and a yeah. lot more no's than yeses. And how am I going to contend with it? Yeah. How am I going to manage that? What, what kind of person am I going to let that make me turn into? And it's like you develop those tools and stuff. And you're one of the best people I know about that, that you just, and you just sort of have to have faith that somehow things yeah. are going to work yeah. out. Yeah, I, I think that, yeah, there's a point where you have to let people be who they are and you have right. to let yourself be who you are. That's right. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like trite, but it's, no, it's the good. Truth. It's freeing and, you know, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's working for me. I feel fine. And I'm not. <laughs> there you go. I, um, in the last ca- podcast, I mentioned, um, that I had this date with this dentist and I think I oh, told yeah, you about yeah. him, you but me, it was yeah. really good. Like really like, like you feel chemistry that. and like, yes, this is interesting. And they interesting. get you and you're not trying yes. to explain stuff. And, and I haven't seen him you. since. And, um, I might see him this week, but I don't know. In other words, it could be that thing where you thought, Oh, this is on and it goes absolutely nowhere. Yeah. And I think I'm already sort of in my head prepared for that. Like yeah. I, that's par for the course. And yet, I probably will be disappointed if it doesn't go anywhere. But I, I guess it was only one one night because you could kind of be like, "Oh, that didn't that didn't even really even happen." Like it well, was almost I like a mirage. I always think of like when stuff like that happens. If you don't hear from him, um, it's like, really, do you connect like that with yeah. everyone? Like this didn't yeah. seem rare to you? Right. Because there are guys where I've been like, "Wow." Yeah. Like there's just that, and you get along, and you right. like what they're saying, and there's nothing where you're like, "Oh God." Right. Um, and then, yeah, so if they don't reciprocate, you're like, right. really? I mean, do you like, like, yeah. like that with everybody? That's the thing. It amazes me that 
two people can be in the same sort of embrace or physical thing, and one person could be thinking, I never want this at the end to end, and the other person could be thinking, get me the fuck yeah. out of or here. Or worse, can I just see my watch? I'm like, <laughs> like <laughs> I would almost rather someone like, like not be repulsed by touching me rather than being like, I don't know, I can do this for a few minutes. Yeah. But you just kind of, at a certain point, just plunging ahead starts to feel a little like you're crazy, but what's the alternative? You start to feel a little bit like, yeah, like well, in other words, you don't even take things in anymore yeah. in a way. Well, but it's like, you, you know, but the thing is, is I think that when you're younger, you think like, oh my God, like in your 20s, like this doesn't work out. Like this is devastating. This was like, this was who I'm supposed to be with and da, da, da. And then you get older and you have some disappointments and you're like, oh, the world doesn't end. Yeah. And by the way, I'll walk down the street and I could meet somebody else or, you know, it's like you sort of kind of know it's not yeah. a the night thing, you know? I think you thing. just got to keep chugging along and putting yourself out there in every way until you're done. Yeah. Regardless of what, of how many yeses or noes you get. You just have to keep going. Yeah, I agree. Bam! All right, should we do the closing theme song? Oh, um, yeah, okay. I do me... have an email address set up for this podcast. It's called DennisAnyonePodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to send me an email, I'm still finding my way with this thing. Um, I want to thank Brett Friedman for being my second guest. Check out his product. It's brettfriedman.com. Brettfriedman.com. I'm on Instagram and Twitter yeah. at, at brettglam. And the Dr. Kiss is sublime. A lot of you oh, have already tried you. it, so thank try you. all of that. And thank you so much, Brett, for sharing your uh, soul with me today. It was fun. Thank <laughs> all you right. for having me. All right, here's the closing theme. Wait. I always like go-go music. Like, I like... <laughs> <laughs> it's zippy. This isn't it zippy? It's zippy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that part especially. I love like a surf guitar. Yeah. And that Ponicello is going to pop yeah. out.